to the Quarantine Players Podcast. We are a group of writers, directors, and actors who had our productions canceled due to the pandemic. Each week, we'll read a new play and discuss it with a playwright, just like Shakespeare. We aspire to create new work during a global pandemic. Welcome, parents, to our holiday show. Um, our hardworking and underpaid teachers with your delightful and overscheduled children have worked hard to put together something we thought you'd find meaningful, educational, and inclusive. Uh, before we start the show, you should know that there will be no references to Christmas, uh, Jesus Christ, Hanukkah with an H, Hanukkah with a C, Kwanzaa, Ramadan, Passover, the Four Seasons, the Three Wise Men, Pinocchio, Buddhism, Atheism, Monopolytheism, the Democratic Majority in Congress, the repeal of the estate tax, Jimmy Carter's book, Ralph Nader, Ralph Reed, or Ralph Cramden. Uh, there will be one reference to a burning bush, but this is meant in no way to be metaphorical, allegorical, allusional, illusional, or delusional, but as a way of reaching a compromise among the world's major and minor religions, and any A religions that might feel left out. Oh, there will be no sexism, exorcism, or sarcasm, and every Harry Potter reference, except the one Adam Potter will ad-lib, has been cut. Instead, we're going to have four diverse children read passages from Who's On First. Um, please note that Lily Tompkins has a Hispanic father and a Catholic stepfather. When she says whose, it sounds like Jews, but nothing is meant to be derogatory, subliminal, or suggestive about this alternative pronunciation. So sit back and enjoy the show. Tis the season to be jolly. And I mean that in a completely gender neutral way. As the music man's son goes Yiddish, a short play by Hank Kimmel. Setting, a private home in remote Canada, somewhere near the border between Manitoba and Saskatchewan. The first night of Hanukkah. Alex struggles to light a red aromatic candle. Mayo and Christine cover their eyes as Alex recites the following prayer. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam asher kitshanu b'mitzvotah v'tzivanu lahadlik ner shel Hanukkah. 
Blessed are you, Lord, our God, sovereign of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and command us to light the lights of Hanukkah. This doesn't feel right. It will only feel right when you give yourself over to it. I want you to prove you're a rabbi or I'll report you for fraud. If you report me for fraud, you won't get the full effect of my blessings. How can I get the full effect of your blessings if I don't think you're real? If you don't think I'm real, you won't get the full effect of anything except your skepticism. Why are we covering our eyes again? So you could feel God's light rather than see it. Why wouldn't we want to see God's light? In Judaism, God's meant to be felt, not seen. Yeah, I was feeling him. What do you mean by feel? It, it's whatever we can conjure up. The spirit, it what keeps us linked from generation to generation. Lador vador. That sounds like French. There are Jews in France, too. How many? Come on, Christine. Don't you see how fantastic this is? We're hundreds of miles from the nearest city and we find a rabbi who's willing to come to us. I don't know why I let you talk me into a genetic test. Christine and I have always felt like outsiders and now we know why. We're outsiders because we're two women living together in a town where everyone else is the same. And now we find out we have a special bond. How marvelous is that? Do you really feel any of this or do you just think you feel it because he's telling you that you should feel it? Faith is about perception and perception is about faith. Who are you really? I'm Alex Hillel, the roving rabbi who specializes in bringing rabbinical services to those in remote areas who have just found out their lineage through Ancestry.com. Let's do that ballroom thing again. Enough of the prayers. What else you got? I'd like to share the contents of my Hanukkah bag. That's emblazoned with Santa's face. Uh, Santa was born Jewish. A lot of people didn't know that. Was he also a carpenter? No, actually he was a salesman, not a very good salesman, until he found religion. Huh, that's funny. <laughs> we Jews are good about making jokes, especially in the face of adversity. How Jewish are you? In my heart, 100%. What about your blood? Come on, Christine. Why do you always have to be so humbug? What else are we going to get for our 36 bucks, aside from your chapelly recited prayers? I do have this lovely candelabra. Uh, don't you mean uh, Hanukkah? You seem to know a lot. When I found out I was 37.8% Jewish, I was relieved to find out what I suspected all along. There's a good reason why I don't feel fully connected to my Christian neighbors. I know some think I'm inherently humbug, but after I got back my genetic test, I devoured whatever I could read about Judaism, even if it was mostly in Wikipedia. And according to Wikipedia, 
a Hanukia should have more than seven branches. Hmm. This is European. Many European Jews, especially those in Scandinavia, often celebrate Hanukkah for six days. I bet that's something to do with the Northern Light. It's inspiring. Like each branch is reaching out to me personally. This um, normally sells for 25 bucks. But today I'll give it to you for 18, which is the Jewish word for chai, which translates to discount. That's not funny. It's insulting. I'm not insulted. And since I found out that I'm 45.8% Jewish, I'm in a better position to gauge what's offensive or not. You sure you don't have to have a license to do what you're doing? The license is stored right here. Isn't that also where you keep your wallet? Come on, Christine. Why do you antagonize when we're trying to lift up? It's why people don't want to be with us, not because we're different. I still want to see some credential. I, I didn't get a degree. I, I did get a degree in comparative religion from Trump University until they stiffed me. What else do you have in the back? Oh, uh, magnolia and cherry blossom scented candle with wax taken from the Red Sea. I mean, the, the, the Dead Sea, which, whichever one you can float in. Um, a used Foreman grill actually used by George Foreman. Hmm, trombone. Oh, 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 and, 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 and a new Jewish friend. Christine and I could use a new Jewish friend, especially since she antagonized all our Christian ones by writing a long letter in the newspaper protesting the commercialization of Christmas. Ladies, meet Stevie Lowenstein. <sighs> Stevie's adorable. Sorry, this isn't working for me. Nothing ever works for you. You're too literal. I know. I have trouble giving in. It's taking me years and years to accept who I am. I'm always living in my father's shadow, but I figured it's time for me to step out. It is hard being a roving rabbi. It's harder than being a traveling salesman because with a traveling salesman, people at least understand they need to pay cash for the merchandise. Many folks don't accept what I do or who I am. Christine's a forester. Sometimes she's better with trees than with people. Mayo's a social worker. She's used to giving people the benefit of the doubt, even if they don't deserve it. Instead of trying to sell you something from my Hanukkah bag, why don't I give you each a Hebrew name for no charge at all? Oh, I'd love a Hebrew name. Let's call you Golda. Golda's not a Hebrew name. Golda Meir. She was born in Wisconsin. Which is where I'm hoping to go next. To peddle your faux religion. Hmm, I'm going to call you Shira. Please don't. Shira means sunshine. I bet it doesn't. Then why do I feel your warm glow? 
Could that be rage? Come on, Shira. Even if she's not Jewish in the way we want her to be, does that make her work less? What percent are you? I don't feel the need to qualify what I feel in my soul. Even if I am more or less than I think, the one thing I'm learning about Judaism is that even if you don't find it, it will find you. Then you're a fraud. Can you at least buy Stevie so I can, I can pay for the bus back to River City? What will you do there? Beg for my old job back. It was a department store Santa. They laid a bunch of us off because too many folks were protesting the commercialization of Christmas. The irony is that those laid off were all Jewish. Then... My grandfather was a peddler who went west from New York and didn't want to stop until he reached the promised land. River City? You never talked about being Jewish, so I guess I, I, guess I needed you to feel it so I could feel it myself. Let's do the Baruch thing once more. You have a beautiful spirit. You have a beautiful soul. Baruch. All right, I'll buy Stevie for Golda. Just don't make me hear any more of your stilted pronunciation. I'd like to buy the Hanukia for Shira. Could I also interest you in an Israeli bond? How much? Whatever you can afford. 36 bucks. Double high. To life. To life. And you can keep the change. And don't protest, Christine. This is my gift to you. I wish I could feel it, but just like I was humbug about Christmas, I guess I'm humbug about Hanukkah too. Come on, Stevie, hold back. Come on, Stevie, stop licking Christine. Come on, Stevie. That's enough, Stevie. Okay, okay, I feel it. The craziness of being Jewish in a non-Jewish world. Oh, happy Hanukkah, Shira. What the hell? Happy Hanukkah, Golda. Um, Merry Christmas to, your, to you all. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Setting. The Santa display in a large department store. A mother and son enter. Two elves run past, almost knocking into them. At the same time, Santa turns away, his back to mother and son and the audience. The mood dampens. It's quiet again. Did you see that? The way Santa looked away from us. It's okay, Ma. He did it on purpose. It doesn't bother me, Ma. You know why he did that? He knows we're Jewish. Yeah, of, of course he knows we're Jewish. I mean, the whole store knows we're Jewish because you don't know how to speak in a whisper. It's one thing to put Santa in a department store. It's another when he turns his back on Jewish customers. Did we turn our backs on him first? It doesn't matter. They're supposed to make us feel welcomed. Let's just forget it and, and finish shopping for dad's Hanukkah gift. 
Do you know how hard it is to be Jewish during Christmas? <sighs> yes, mother, believe me, I do. It's one thing to go along with the music and lights and tree and, and giddiness. It's another when a store employee ignores us on purpose because that's what he is, the help, and there's nothing magical about it. All right, Ma, you made your point. Now, can we focus on what's really important, finding dad something cheap, uh, uh, but not, not too cheap? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not going to give in that easily because I got pride, Jewish pride. Are we getting in line to see Santa? Let's see him ignore us now. Come on, Mom! You, you promised you would not embarrass me today. Well, I'm not embarrassing you. I'm offering him an alternative viewpoint. Okay, what, what if someone that we know sees us standing in line? Well, we'll tell them we're making a statement. Okay, you're already complaining how traffic is going to make me late for rehearsal after school. Oh, the winter show? Yeah, that's right. Oh, who do they think they're fooling? It's just a celebration. A holiday celebration? Yeah. Why do they have to mince words? Why can't they just call it what it really is? A Christmas show. Okay, please do not write another letter to the newspaper and please do not sign both of our names. Now, let, let me make this perfectly clear. I have nothing against Christmas. I have nothing against winter. And I certainly have nothing against your boring assemblies. But I will not let myself be denigrated by some scruffy store Santa who is not smart enough to make more than minimum wage. Okay, I'm sure that he didn't mean any harm, all right? And if he meant harm, you know, I'm sure that he's regretting it now. You think the Santa would let us hide in his attic? Hmm? Mother, would you please stop dividing the world into those who would hide the Jews into their attic and those who would not? I mean, World War II is over. It is time to move on. touching it was assaulting it's christmas ma why can't we just be happy that other people are happy when we get to the front of the line i want you to look santa straight in the eye tell him we're jewish and then wish him a hearty merry christmas <laughs> then let's see what he has to say look how many kids are lining up behind us do you really think that we should take up Santa's time? Are you going to do it? Or do I have to do it for you? Because if I do it, it's going to be in a way that you will never forget. No, 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 no. I, I will do it. Oh, and be nice about it. I will be very nice. Oh, not nice like your father is nice, but nice, you know, like the Richardsons are nice. Christmas. Barry? Gary. Uh, what are you doing here? 
I was going to ask you the same thing. You're Santa? I know. You know Santa? This is Barry Weingarten. It's Lenny's older brother. You know, he, he was the one that sang at, at Lenny's bar mitzvah. Barry? Well, how are you? I just didn't recognize you with the beard. To be honest, I was kind of hoping you wouldn't recognize me. Is that why you kept turning away? I read your letter to the editor about the winter show and I wasn't sure how you'd feel seeing me dressed as Santa, so I thought it would be easier on all of us if I just turned away. Well, how's it going? Actually, great. Everyone's so glad to see me, except for maybe you. We're glad to see you, aren't we, Mother? You like doing this? Every time I can bring a smile to a child's face, I consider it the fulfillment of a mitzvah. Tomorrow, we go to the children's hospital, and I understand from my manager that it's the most meaningful day of the year. Does your mother know what you're doing? Yesterday, on my day off, she drove me in costume to the orphanage because she thinks it's important for me to do everything I can for the less fortunate. It made her so happy to see me make other people happy, and I was happy to see her happy, and she was happy. I was happy to see her happy, and we were both happy to be happy. Huh. I can't recall having that kind of experience lately. I know, Mrs. Luvilovich, that you, you don't like seeing me as Santa, but last week when a 95-year-old man sat on my lap, he cried when I said I loved him. I mean, no one cries when I bust tables at Outback, but I did earn the nickname Scrooge. I'm sorry for turning away, Mrs. Luvilovich, but I didn't want to offend you. Well, I know some people think I'm stubborn, but I'm really trying to raise Gary to be an open-minded young man. I'll be sure we're bombarded with my Christmas images, but instead of fighting it, we should do everything we can to let others enjoy their time, which is why I thought it was important for Gary to wish Santa Merry Christmas and ask if there is anything we could get him instead of the other way around. Hmm? Gee, that's incredibly nice of you. You see, Gary, this is why it is important to think beyond yourself. Actually, there is something you could do for me. Oh? My L's have been working for six hours straight, and even though they protested, I insisted that they take a 15-minute break. Would you mind taking their place until they get back? Elves? All you have to do is, is wear those hats and, and ring the bells and wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Uh, I, actually, well, so we have to get my father this, like, big thing of cheese. We'll be glad to do it. What the hell? <laughs> Merry Christmas! Yes, Merry Christmas, Mrs. Lubilovich. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Mother. <laughs> Yay! Merry Christmas! <laughs> Thank you.
doing? Aren't you going to jump? Aren't you going to jump first? Mm, I haven't decided yet. So you're just going to stand there? Beautiful night, isn't it? If you're trying to freeze to death. No, the, I'm glad we have the chance to do this over because the world is going a certain way and I, I'm not sure I want to contribute to it. I'm going to do it, you know. Okay. Jump off the bridge into the freezing cold water. Well, let's not get hysterical about it. Look, buddy, you're either here to help me or not. Which is it? Are we sure your insurance policy is paid up? Why? Well, I, I'm just doing my due diligence. So you're saying... I'm not saying anything. I, I'm just trying to balance your need to do what you think is best for your family with my need to do what's best for the world. You know, if I jump off this bridge, I'll probably die from one of three things, including your neglect. I know I'm supposed to talk you out of it. But, but I also know I'm supposed to leave the world in better shape than I found it. Are you saying the world would be better off without me? Isn't that what you're saying now, essentially? I don't know what I'm saying. I'm having a bad day and I think you're about to make it worse. Then jump. And let's see how this thing plays out. Uh, you'll save me, won't you? But I can only shape the future. I, I can't predict it. You know, stranger, uh, you're starting to bother me. Good. Because I don't like a man who won't take responsibility for his actions. <laughs> like you? Isn't this where we take a trip back in time and see how the world would be worse off without me? That would be extremely time-consuming. You have something else to do? No, where I'm from, I'm considered lazy. But, but I prefer to think of myself as efficient. Now, why spend three hours doing something that could be more easily accomplished in t 10 minutes? Well, then maybe we could do a streamlined version of what life would be without me. Well, that would still be speculative. Isn't that the very nature of what you do? Well, that's the problem. I prefer things concrete. Wouldn't it be concrete to say, my life is better than death. Sure, without context. I'm 38 years old. I have four kids and I run a business a lot of people depend on. Depended on. I can still bounce back. When you dream about moving into the city and becoming an architect with or without your wife. I'm sorry, I, 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 I didn't get your name. Clarence. Well, Clarence, can you give me one concrete reason why it's better for me to die? Aside from the fact that you want to die? Well, yeah. Well, I've been reading the small print of your insurance policy. Granted, the print is small. And unless I'm misconstruing things, uh, which sometimes I do. It really is a good policy, though uh, you could have done better not buying from a friend. So what are you saying? Well, since you've had the policy for more than two years, you run absolutely no risk of forfeiting the proceeds. 
by jumping off the bridge? In fact, the death benefit would be even higher if you die by, well, let's just say tonight, as opposed to five decades from now. Not to mention all the sympathy your wife and kids would get. In lieu of flowers, please, please contribute to the Bailey Children Scholarship Fund. And I can say with a fair degree of certainty, donations would be tax deductible. Uh, not to mention that Potter would make a sizable donation just to get the hordes off his back. Because I'm loved? Because at its core, real estate is about good relationships. And even someone as, as heartless as Potter realizes that. But if I don't jump? Mortgages still have to be paid. Well, maybe my old friend Sam could still lend me the money. What about your pride? Oh, yeah. And the conviction that what you're doing is good. What I'm doing is good, isn't it? You run a savings and loan, don't you? Well, yeah. And you take pride in lending money to people who can't really afford to borrow it. Yeah, they're just a step away from getting back on their feet. When you say getting back on their feet, you suggest that they were on their feet to begin with. When in truth, these people are, how can I say this nicely? They're... Uh, slackers? Uh, slackers, in the sense they're depending on the kindness of others to bail them out. Hey, I just caught the hidden meaning of your name. Bailey. Bail out. It, it doesn't take much for me to amuse myself. <laughs> no matter. Uh, people look up to you, not because they admire you, because, but because they see you as someone who will give them something for nothing. Uh, more for less, while Potter, and, and I'm not saying I endorse him, but at least he pushes people to become the best they can be. Well, not that I'm discounting your intentions. I, I'm just looking at the bottom line because, well, in a sense, well, that's what I do. That help people take inventory of their lives and then let them figure out what to do next. Well, if I jump off this bridge, I really won't have a future, will I? I wasn't really thinking about you. Though I, I like you. <laughs> Damn, you're likable. And I can't say that about uh, most people I try to help. In fact, I find most of them detestable. Uh, counting on external forces to help them out instead of the, the rolling up their sleeves and, and just getting to it themselves. Well, if you're not thinking about me, then who are you thinking about? I'm really looking at it this from a, a macro point of view. You see, I'm really too good at what I do. Uh, most of us get caught up in the emotions or the emotion of the thing or trying to answer every prayer when what we should really be doing is giving the world one big reality check. <laughs> Excuse me. I wasn't really prepared for this. I, I thought I was meeting some kid named Fidel outside a casino in Havana. <laughs> uh, God bless you, if, if that's okay to say. Oh, sure, well, that's fine. Because shouldn't we be talking about God? No, please, don't get me started on God. 
because he raises up our hopes just to have them fall again. You know, maybe I'd be doing the world a bigger favor by pushing you off the bridge. Are you threatening me? No, I'm trying to do something concrete. Well, I imagine that. Now, but now, 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 look here, Clarence. A, a lot of people in this world, they count on me. Why, if I didn't rescue my brother from the frozen pond, he wouldn't have been a hero in World War II. And maybe if I gave up on the family business, this crummy town would be one big industrial ghetto. And maybe if I didn't marry my lousy wife... The I bottom line is the future, George. That's all we have in front of us. The future. Like where you're going to get your next drink? How dare you? Or do you have another explanation why your nose is so red? You're the one who's been drinking. Obviously not enough. Well, let's be honest about what you do. Let's be honest about what you do. You help people you despise, and then you despise them more when they can't pay you back. Couldn't we say the same about you? I help people see the folly of the way. And I give people the chance to live happily ever after. But what's going to happen generations from now when loans come due and no one has anything left in the bank? Well, these people will be earnest about paying back their loans. But you'll be earnest in making new loans. In fact, you'll even be rewarded, even celebrated for doing it until it comes time to start doling out the blame. You have a very jaded view of the world. I know exactly where this is going. My last customer was a guy named Ponzi. Not only did I let him jump off the bridge, but I gave him a, a big push. A lot of good that did for the world. You know, I didn't invite you here. Well, then why don't you just chase me away, George Bailout? Hey, 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 hey. hey. What? I'm bleeding. I, 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 my goodness, I'm bleeding. Oh, take it easy, bud. No, I, 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 I thought I was having a dream, but now I know this is real. Y you're real, aren't you? Hands off. I, 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 I thank you, Clarence, for showing me the folly of my way. What are you doing? Maybe the world would be better off without you. Please, I'm sure we can work something out. Because I've been stuck on probations ever since this terrible thing with the Titanic. Man, this is my last chance to get it right. And what happens if you get it right? I get a place in the Catskills and live happily ever after. And how are you going to afford a place in the Catskills? That's the problem. I don't have any cash, except some lira left over from that incident in the 15th century. Hey, um, I could make you a loan at two points less than prime. Really? Yeah, uh, fixed rate. Unless the rates go down, and then uh, we'll fix it again later. <laughs> I like the way you've said that. Hey, just don't get specific with the application. When it asks for income, just scribble something illegible. But I want your lira. I intend to go to Italy someday, with or without my wife. <laughs> you know something? I think this is going to be the start of a beautiful friendship. Yeah, maybe not a beautiful friendship, but a wonderful life.
in the Catskills. Wow. You're really like my guardian angel. Yeah. Here's to you, kid. Did you know, every time someone makes a toast, an angel gets his wings. Really? Cheers. Cheers. Hello, are you still with me? <laughs> are we still friends? <laughs> Can I thank you for coming to our holiday show, even though most of you were here from a parental obligation? You know, your children, at least most of them, were truly delightful. I can honestly say it wasn't as unbearable as I thought, except for the part where Adam Potter forgot his ad lib and recited all the elements on the periodic chart. <laughs> Good job, Adam, for giving us a new way to think about boron. <laughs> uh, aside from that, um, I, I thought it went rather quickly. Of course, we didn't have to worry about being slowed down by laughter or applause, just like I'm not worried about being slowed down by it now. Should we assume that your silence was a form of rapture? <laughs> or was it just silence? Or REM sleep? <laughs> Honestly, uh, I, I think we can agree that your children should make a living in something other than the arts, except for Lily Tompkins, who memorized both parts of Who's On First and came through when her partner literally and figuratively froze up. <laughs> of course, I'd like to say that we couldn't have done it without you, but in truth, we could. And how many of you were multitasking <laughs> or making lists in your heads or uh, counting the minutes till the end of time <laughs> or at least tomorrow? Look, I, I know that I was counting my blessings that no one got hurt, sued, or fired. <laughs> Although I did think uh, twice about handing in my resignation at intermission. Uh, finally, I'd like to thank our sponsors, if we had any. Aside from Alan at the cigar store, who I thank for covering printing costs after the copier broke at the school. Don't fret, Alan. After the show, I'll give you back change from your $20 bill. Uh, <laughs> bottom line, profuse thanks for being here, even though I know that you didn't have a choice. I have a choice to say 
I love you all very much. And as someone who was raised as a devout atheist, <laughs> let me say Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and everything else. Yes, tis the season to be merry. <laughs> Isn't it? Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information about Quarantine Players, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash quarantine players. As Shakespeare said in Julius Caesar, if we do meet again, why, we shall smile. If not, why then, this party was well made. Thank you.